Confused by the bewildering variety of competing opinions concerning the last days and Bible prophecy? You're not alone. Today, hear from an expert uniquely equipped to help you make sense of it all. Today on Jewish Voice. Shalom and welcome to Jewish Voice, a program to help you to understand the Jewish roots of your Christian faith, Bible prophecy, and world events surrounding Israel. Well, when we talk about the end times, it's easy to get lost in different beliefs and different interpretations. There's symbolic literature, and we can really get confused navigating through all of this teaching. There's so many different viewpoints on the various uh, biblical passages having to do with the Antichrist, the rapture, the tribulation, and it can really get complicated. Here to walk us through what he believes are the most important end time topics that you need to know and also touch on the often forgotten blessings they provide for every believer. Please welcome end time expert and my friend Ron Rhodes. Ron. Jonathan. Dr. Ron Rhodes. Good to great, see you. Great to friend. see you. Just great to see you. Ron, I am so glad to have you back and I love having you as a guest. Whoops. Because you deal with um, end times, with the book of Revelation in a very practical, balanced way. I want to just begin right off by helping people to understand we're not date setting here. No. We are not setting a date. That's just foolishness. We were talking the other day on our webcast. That's foolishness, but wisdom is understanding the season we live in. Well, that's exactly right. I mean, Christ told us that we don't know the day or the hour, right? So I don't know why these people try to set dates when the rapture is going to happen and all that sort of thing. But we can know that we're in the season of the Lord's return. And I often talk about what I call the convergence factor. And what I mean by that is that today we're witnessing the convergence of multiple different prophecies coming together in our day. And that leads me to believe that we are in the season of the Lord's return. Again, we don't set dates. We don't imply dates. But we can know that we're in the season of the Lord's return. And Jonathan, we should live accordingly. We certainly should. Now, one of the things, again, I really like about you is your balance and caution. And you caution people, and many, many people are very excited about end-time prophecy, and rightly so. But it's got to be kept in balance. And also, when we align world events with Bible prophecy, we have to be very cautious. You're very cautious. Tell us why and how to navigate through that. Well, you know, some people have a newspaper in one hand and the Bible in the other hand, and they read the newspaper and try to force it into the Bible. That's not the way to do it. The way to do it is to first understand what biblical prophecy teaches. The book of Daniel, the book of Revelation, First and Second Thessalonians, and other prophetic books. And once you understand what Bible prophecy teaches, then and only then should you look at the world around us and to see if there's any legitimate correlation between biblical prophecy and current events. Uh, I don't know if you remember this, but you remember the uh, Y2K controversy? Of course, uh, and people stockpiling food. Oh, and, man. And well, you know, I'm sure that you have seen, like I saw, many uh, prophecy experts, and I put that in quote marks, talking about, you know, the doomsday and the apocalypse based on Y2K. That's an example of taking the newspaper and reading the newspaper into Bible prophecy. We don't want to do that. We want to let the biblical prophets speak for themselves. And then once we do that, it's easy to see correlations that exist today. 
And so I just exhort people to be biblical-centered, Bible-centered Christians. As long as you make the scriptures your barometer of truth, that's going to keep you on track. I also love your conclusions. How we deal with that is how we live our lives. It's about how we live our lives, not dogmatically saying this will happen and then you look like a fool or crying wolf when you continually set dates or or say this is that and this will happen and it doesn't. Well, you know, one of the problems is is that so far the track record of date setters has been 100% wrong. This is not a good track record. Furthermore, did you know that atheists and humanists like to watch Christian set dates and then they write articles in their magazines when those dates don't pan out? Still further, what about young Christians who have tuned into some television show or some radio preacher who has set a date, and when that date doesn't pan out, what does that do to that, the, the faith of that young believer? You see, this is very dangerous, and I think that we're falling into Satan's hands when we do that kind of stuff. Very dangerous. I want to focus attention on Israel, yes. and this is something you also pay a lot of attention to. It's one of the reasons that we exist as a ministry and why we have a television program. The focus on Israel and helping believers to see the relevance of Israel and the Jewish people in the last days. We'll have to take a break in a minute, so we'll just start this question. But let's focus on events in Israel. What do you see converging with end-time prophecy in connection with Israel and Jerusalem? Well, of course, 1948 was a big year, wasn't it? Israel Indeed. became a nation again. And you know, the, the scriptures tell us that Israel will become a nation again after a long and worldwide dispersion. A long and worldwide dispersion. It's never happened before. Okay? It's, it's true that in the past, Israel went into captivity with Assyria and Babylon, but never before has Israel been in a long and worldwide dispersion all over the world. And so the scriptures are very clear. In Ezekiel and retain their, their identity. Retain their identity. It's miraculous. That's right. And in Ezekiel 36 and 37, it talks very clearly about how Israel would become a nation again. Now, even in the 1920s and the 1930s, there were skeptics saying, you Christians are nuts for writing about this. But in 1948, Israel became a nation again. But Ezekiel 36 and 37 gets even more specific. Okay, I'm going to hold you to that. We're going to come back That's and my talk teaser. about this. That's the teaser. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to look at other prophecies concerning Israel and the rest of the world that are being fulfilled before our very eyes. First, some important information. Take a look. Your gracious gift in support of the work of Jewish Voice right now will make you a vital part of providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. But our medical teams provide more than just physical care and comfort. This care opens the door for us to share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their true Messiah. Today, we are urgently preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remote tribe in Ethiopia, who are likely descendants of one of the lost tribes of Israel. We go with a powerful sense of urgency because we know that time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers, and that without our help, some of these precious sons and daughters of Abraham will die needlessly for lack of basic medical care. But you can help save them, but we must act now. Call or click to share life-saving help right now, and we'll send you a very special pair of resources as an expression of our thanks. For any gift of support, we'll send you the powerful new book by End Times expert Ron Rhodes, The Eight Great Debates of Bible Prophecy. 
In it, Ron covers the big issues surrounding Bible prophecy, explaining how key passages work together in God's end times plan. Plus, you'll receive this powerful DVD presentation, Unlocking the Prophetic Mysteries of Israel. Both inspiring and eye-opening resources are yours when you share any gift in support of the life-changing outreaches of Jewish Voice. But if you're able to share a special offering of $99 or more today, we'll have an additional group of specially chosen gifts for you. When you call or click right now, a beautiful shofar, complete with shofar stand. It's known as the trumpet of the Bible and shares a great reminder that Jesus, Yeshua, is coming again. And along with it, this illuminating two-CD set by Rabbi Jonathan Burnus called The Role of Israel in the Last Days Prophecy. This in-depth teaching series answers questions such as, Are we in the last days? And what one single great event must take place before the return of Jesus? Plus, as an ongoing expression of our thanks for choosing to help so many in need, you'll also receive our informative and inspiring magazine, Jewish Voice Today. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people, to share an urgently needed gift in support of this vital outreach, and to request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Please remember, the days are short, and the needs of these people are critical. Please act now. Confused by the bewildering variety of competing opinions concerning the last days and Bible prophecy? You're not alone. Today, hear from an expert uniquely equipped to help you make sense of it all. Today on Jewish Voice. I'm speaking with end-time expert Dr. Ron Rhodes, who's written a new book. It's called The Eight Great Debates of Bible Prophecy, Understanding the Ongoing Controversies. And Ron, there are a little, there are a lot of controversies, rather, concerning Bible prophecy because so many are dogmatic and say this is that and actually read into it. You were using the example of Y2K. It's forcing it into the text. That's dangerous. That is dangerous. And what we want to do, like I said, is to build our theology and our belief in the end times on the Bible. And once we do that, then it's a lot easier to recognize events in our current world. And we were mentioning Ezekiel 36 and 37. And you know, the thing about that text is it talks about how after Israel becomes a nation again, Jews will stream back to Israel from every nation in the world. That's never happened before, but it's been happening year by year ever since 1948. Now that we're witnessing a fulfillment right before our eyes. And it even gets more specific because it specifically says the North, the Southeast and the West, the largest exodus or the largest aliyah to Israel in recent days, it's not so recent anymore, is the return of Russian speaking Jews directly north of Israel, it's not North America, that's miraculous. Well, it is miraculous. And, you know, speaking of Russia, we can also mention the Ezekiel invasion, which ties Russia along with a number of Muslim nations. And you might remember that there's already precedent for this. Remember back in 1972 when, you know, the Egyptians and the Syrians were attacking Israel? I the do. Russians were providing the weaponry and the intelligence. So there's already a precedent that's been set there. But there will one day be a massive invasion into Israel from the north 
involving Russia and a variety of Muslim nations. We have so much to talk about. Just briefly, let's keep going with the theme of Israel. Israel yes. is a focal point. 1948. Yes. Give us some more. Well, I think that one of the things that the Bible tells us is there's going to be a future for Israel. There's good news for Israel. Now, generally, when we think about the book of Revelation, we think about a lot of doomsday type stuff, but there's really good news for Israel because there will be a conversion. And the way that I understand scripture from comparing Revelation and the book of Zechariah is that the Jewish people will move out of Jerusalem right in the middle of the tribulation when the Antichrist sets up his headquarters there. And Israel will go into the wilderness. All the Jews will hide in the wilderness. At the end of the tribulation, the Antichrist is moving his forces against Israel, against the Jewish people, to destroy them, much like a, a vitriolic Hitler. But the thing is, is that supernaturally, the Jewish people recognize that Jesus truly is the divine Messiah. Do you, do you see that as the last great event before Jesus comes I back? I do. I do. The way that I, I too, see it. by the way. Well, the, amen, brother. We have the right guest on. Well, it's, it's going to be so, this is going to go viral on the internet, okay? It really is. I believe what's going to happen is that there's going to be a national repentance of Israel. And they're going to recognize Yeshua as the divine Messiah. And they're going to cry out to the Messiah knowing that Antichrist is about to attack. And Christ comes again and by speaking the word destroys the forces of Antichrist. Zechariah 12, 10, they will yes, look upon him they will look upon they him. pierced and mourn for him as one mourns for his only son. And one of the wondrous things is that the, following that second coming, I think that Christ is going to set up his kingdom, his millennial kingdom, and we're going to witness a complete fulfillment of the Abrahamic covenant and the Davidic covenant. I'm both so are looking are forward to that. I wish we could talk about that. We have to have you back just to talk about the millennium, but let's look at eight great debates of Bible prophecy, just one or two that we should focus on. Well, there's a number of debates you could talk about. Uh, one of the ones that I struggled with foundationally was, you know, you interpret prophecy literally or allegorically. I grew up in a liberal church that said you should interpret it allegorically. The second coming of Christ is when Christ comes again in your heart. That's what we were told. But the more I studied prophecy, the more that I saw that that was wrong. And here's the conclusion I came to, and it's the foundation of this book. When the plain sense makes good sense, seek no other sense lest you end up in nonsense. Does that make sense, Jonathan? It makes sense to and, me. And the thing of it is, based on that principle, the thing that I derive from that principle is that if you want to understand how God is going to fulfill prophecy in the future, take a look at how God has fulfilled prophecy in the past, because God's going to do it the same way. And when you look at all the prophecies in the Old Testament about the coming of Yeshua, they were fulfilled literally. Good sound advice. So let me ask you this. If you spiritualize the return of the Messiah and right. other literal truths, yeah. what is to stop you from spiritualizing the, the crucifixion, the resurrection, and so on? Well, see, that's the problem. There's a lot of people out there that feel free to use a literal interpretation on all the other doctrines of Christianity. But for some reason, uh, when it comes to prophecy, they get allegorical. Why is that? I think perhaps Satan may be working behind the scenes because he wants to cause what I call prophetic agnosticism so that people can't be sure about Bible prophecy. That's a dangerous place to be in because over one-fourth of the Bible is prophecy, Jonathan. Over 8,000 of the Bible's 31,000 verses are prophecy. We can't afford to get that wrong. We can't. Let's go back to Israel, spiritualizing Israel. Yeah. The church or the people of God 
rather than a specific people. What's so dangerous about that? Well, it's dangerous. I think there's a number of things. First of all, it completely confuses God's plan for Israel versus the church. These are two distinct entities, biblically. And we know from the book of Acts that Israel is mentioned 20 times, and we know that the church is mentioned 19 times. In the very book of Transitions, you witness this distinction continuing. When you get to the book of Revelation, we see that the saints of God, the church, or, or, the, or the believers who become Christians during the tribulation, they get persecuted by the Antichrist. But distinctly, we also find that the Jewish people are persecuted by the Antichrist. The distinction still holds in the book of Revelation. Now, if you're going to say that the church is Israel, everything becomes complete mush as far as I'm concerned. And the danger is, is that if you, if you interpret all those promises made to Israel as fulfilled in the church, what objective criteria exists that tells us that we're right in any of those interpretations? Yeah, you see, good. Old Testament prophecies were literal. The second coming prophecies will be literal as well. Advice, practical advice for people that are trying to navigate through just a library of materials on prophecy. Well, my biggest advice would be to use a consistent interpretive method, such as the one, the principle I gave you, when the plain sense makes good sense, seek no other sense lest you end up in nonsense. If you use a consistent hermeneutical or interpretive principle, that's going to guide you through the rapture, through the tribulation, through the millennial kingdom, and in fact, every prophecy is going to become much more clear to you if you do that. At the same time, I would also urge you to do what I said earlier, and that is to make the Bible your basis as opposed to the newspaper. It's really easy to be enticed into using the newspaper as the basis for our prophetic views. Don't do it. And I love how practical you are. Your statement that end-time prophecy is intended to be a blessing. Yeah. So let's finish with that. Well, the fact is, is that end-times prophecy was given to people under persecution. Remember the book of Revelation? John wrote that book to Christians who were suffering tremendously. And so he wrote that book to give them a comfort. Now, a lot of people think of prophecy as doomsday. There is a doomsday element, but there's a lot about prophecy that is very exciting. Did you know that the word throne occurs 40 times in the book of Revelation? Let me tell you something. God is in control of human history, and he is guiding human history toward its culmination in the coming of Jesus Christ. If that doesn't get you excited, I don't it, know what it does. It does. I'm about to jump out of my chair. He's coming back, and he's coming back soon. Amen. Ron, keep proclaiming the good news. I would call it an expert, yet easy-to-read book on the last days. You'll see how the prophetic passages all tie together to bring about God's great plan for the future, for the return of Yeshua, and the blessing that comes when you understand that He truly is coming back soon. You have a role to play, and this book will help you to understand the times we live in and fulfill your destiny. Your gracious gift in support of the work of Jewish Voice right now will make you a vital part of providing life-saving medical help to some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. But our medical teams provide more than just physical care and comfort. This care opens the door for us to share God's love and the good news that Jesus is their true Messiah. Today, we are urgently preparing for our next medical clinic to bless a remote tribe in Ethiopia. 
who are likely descendants of one of the lost tribes of Israel. We go with a powerful sense of urgency because we know that time is literally running out for many of the most vulnerable there, especially infants and toddlers, and that without our help, some of these precious sons and daughters of Abraham will die needlessly for lack of basic medical care. But you can help save them, but we must act now. Call or click to share life-saving help right now, and we'll send you a very special pair of resources as an expression of our thanks. For any gift of support, we'll send you the powerful new book by End Times expert Ron Rhodes, The Eight Great Debates of Bible Prophecy. In it, Ron covers the big issues surrounding Bible prophecy, explaining how key passages work together in God's end times plan. Plus, you'll receive this powerful DVD presentation, Unlocking the Prophetic Mysteries of Israel. Both inspiring and eye-opening resources are yours when you share any gift in support of the life-changing outreaches of Jewish Voice. But if you're able to share a special offering of $99 or more today, we'll have an additional group of specially chosen gifts for you. When you call or click right now, a beautiful shofar, complete with shofar stand. It's known as the trumpet of the Bible and shares a great reminder that Jesus, Yeshua, is coming again. And along with it, this illuminating two-CD set by Rabbi Jonathan Burnus called The Role of Israel in the Last Day's Prophecy. This in-depth teaching series answers questions such as, Are we in the last days? And what one single great event must take place before the return of Jesus? Plus, as an ongoing expression of our thanks for choosing to help so many in need, you'll also receive our informative and inspiring magazine, Jewish Voice Today. Please remember, God has promised to bless those who bless the Jewish people, to share an urgently needed gift in support of this vital outreach, and to request your thank you resources, please call, click, or write now. And remember, your generous gift will make you a part of extending life-saving medical help to some very needy Jewish people. Please remember, the days are short, and the needs of these people are critical. Please act now. I want to show you now a tribe in Zimbabwe, listen to this now, that's retained Old Testament traditions and rituals for over 2,500 years. They're called the Lemba. We recently held a wonderful outreach to provide medical care, dental care, eye care, even eye surgeries in the middle of the bush of Zimbabwe, and it was people just like you that made a difference in their lives. Take a look. In one of the most remote areas of southern Zimbabwe, a team of 51 volunteers were joined by 120 national workers, and together they just finished one of the most challenging and rewarding Jewish voice outreaches to date. In a week full of both work and ministry, the Lord's hand was clearly seen as Jewish voice conducted its very first medical outreach to the impoverished Lemba Jewish community. We've seen children who, who couldn't speak, they couldn't hear, they, they were, they, they couldn't do anything. I, I'm shocked. And then, and then they can speak and, and they can hear and they can say their names. Babies that, that there was this 18 month old baby that, that couldn't even stand up or sit up, nothing. And, and then it had uh, witchcraft bracelets on its wrist. They were cut off and the baby set up immediately. I mean, <laughs> eyes, eyes to see with adults. I've seen so many miracles. I, my heart is, is just filling up. I, I'm, I'm forever going to be changed over this entire experience. It's the best thing that has ever happened to me. 
the Lord is looking down on this with favor, and he's looking down on this that he loves culture and he loves diversity. And uh, I had such a warm, wonderful feeling that uh, the Lemba here are very gentle and loving people and that the Lord has not forgotten them and that they have retained as much as they possibly can of their culture and of their, um, of their Jewishness. It's an absolutely amazing experience to meet these people. It's, it's in the middle of nowhere, in the bush of Zimbabwe. And uh, if you'll come, God will not only use you to touch these precious people, but he'll change you. You'll never be the same again. We'd love to have you join us in one of our next medical outreaches. And you don't have to be a doctor or a dentist or a healthcare professional. You simply have to love the Lord and want to be used, and He will use you. To volunteer, you can email us at outreach at jvmi.org. Again, you can email us at outreach at jvmi.org. And if you can't uh, personally join us on one of these outreaches, there's still a way that you can help these precious people, and I'll tell you how just ahead. So stay with me. The Lemba a lost tribe of Israel discovered in the remote regions of Zimbabwe. DNA proves that they are descendants of the priestly tribe of Aaron, practicing their Jewish faith for thousands of years, not knowing their long-awaited Messiah has come and will come again. And the Jewish Voice Outreach Team has the privilege of sharing this amazing good news with them through our outreaches in Zimbabwe. It's amazing. Come witness this miracle. Be an important part of God at work in these last days, gathering His people back to Himself. We need volunteers urgently for this outreach, medical professionals, prayer partners, and practical service volunteers as we minister to thousands of very needy and spiritually hungry people in just one short week. Come with us and help these desperate Jewish people. Say yes to being God's hands and feet. Please, answer the call. Since 1967, Jewish Voice has been dedicated to proclaiming the good news that Yeshua, Jesus, is Messiah and Savior to the Jew first and also to the nations. Now, one way that we do this is by helping some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. We demonstrate God's love by providing these people with medical care, dental care, eye care, even eye surgery, and it's all provided completely free of charge. And most importantly, we share the gospel. With your help, we can make a powerful and eternal difference in their lives. I'm going to ask you today, right now, will you help? Will you be a part of saving lives, of transforming lives, and blessing desperate Jewish people in need by sharing a generous gift today. Now, if your answer is yes, we have some very special ways of saying thank you today. I've selected some really encouraging uh, and important uh, resources that I'd like to send you. You can call, click, or write now to share and request them. And remember, 
It's your generous gift that's going to be used to help some of the most impoverished and needy Jewish people in the world. Hey, by the way, we're on Facebook. You can check us out by going to facebook.com slash Jewish Voice and just click like, and we'll keep you updated about the great things going on here at Jewish Voice. Well, as I leave you today, I want to remind you, as I do in every program, the Bible tells us in Psalm 122.6 to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And Israel needs prayer, your prayer today, more than ever before. And when you do, the Bible says you will prosper. Until next time, this is Jonathan Bernus saying shalom and God bless you. Jewish Voice is made possible by the support of friends and partners like you.